Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. We have Chris Patterson with us to talk about what it takes to run a food truck, educate these two clowns that you guys listen to week in and week out. But I know Chris is excited because, well, I have two Chris's and this is really crazy. Chris (laughs) Ashley is super excited because Chris Patterson is living his dream of running a food truck, cooking barbecue, and it's always hard to witness somebody who can cook better than you. So Chris, yes, Patterson, welcome to the show. It's going to be really hard <laughs> with two Chris's, so you have no idea who I'm talking to. So I might not talk a lot, but let's get down, guys. Hey, man. Thank you, thank you guys so much Chris. for having me. Yeah, man. No, thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, uh, really appreciate uh, you coming through. So uh, I had the opportunity, Rod, a couple weeks ago to stop by uh, CP's uh, food truck and uh they were up in the area and i pretty much bought one of everything like i always do when i hit a new spot mm-hmm. now sometimes i'm miserable because i'm like this is trash sometimes i'm like okay not bad not bad but this particular case was very good i was very excited eating your barbecue uh, you. because i don't like you know i always feel like nobody makes better barbecue than me but we all feel yeah. like that right but oh. i do but I I don't want to f- taste anything where I'm like I can I'm heads and toe above that right I want to taste something like this is awesome I would eat this again you know what I mean I don't even want to have the thoughts of like what's better what's not better yeah. and that's exactly what I got um and you know, eat, eating your your uh, pulled pork and your uh, chopped beef and uh and and the, the sides we had the coleslaw and um good grief man the chicken was really good i man it was all in so my first question right out of the gate is how did you get how did you get started into barbecue what was your you know how did, how did you get into this in the first place okay so uh i can't take any credit for that um my father uh james patterson he introduced barbecue to me as far back as i can remember um my mm-hmm. family were originally from red springs north carolina very small country town, um, probably about 20 miles south of Fayetteville. And uh, we moved here back in the late, late 80s, very early 90s. And my dad never officially had a barbecue business back then, but he Mm -hmm. was always grilling for parties and bringing that Mm -hmm. Carolina flavor to the parties and making the pork and making the ribs and during that time, he would have people over the house occasionally. And, and every once in a while, they would be like, man, how do you make this barbecue so good? And he's just like, right. man, this is where I'm from. This is what we do, you know? Right. And uh, him bringing that to to Maryland, eventually his friends and neighbors started asking, can you do this for me? Can you make this right. for our party? Or can you make food for our, you know, our parties? And eventually my dad started just doing it on the side. Um, and I was assisting since as far as just bringing him stuff, being his runner in and out of the house, you know, working out of the backyard or working out of the front yard. Um, so I've been in his back pocket since I was a kid and I, and I've learned everything I know, you know, for the most part from my father, I like to say that I'm, I'm an innovative version of him when it comes sure. to his barbecue. Uh, cause he, he doesn't, he doesn't play around, man. He's a snob about the barbecue. Just like I know you guys are. If you're, <laughs> if you're a real barbecue guy, 
you're judging everybody's stuff based on in comparison to yours, of course. And just in, like you said, in comparison to good barbecue in general, because of course, yeah. none of us think anyone's barbecue is better than ours. But yeah, um, yeah. my father introduced me to it, uh, taught me the ins and outs. I learned a lot from watching. I learned a lot from messing up. Um, but really just sitting back and watching him do his thing. And uh, these days I've just tried to innovate uh, what he does with our business. And just to fill you in, this, this is a family business. Yeah. Um, originated through my father. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Um, cause my wife had been on me to find you guys for a while. Okay. And I was like, hey, you know, at some point we're going to get up on the, cause you know, you, you, you grow up with the, my godson and, uh, right. My, my stepson and and then and a lot of the folks that I know. So, um, so she was like, "Hey, they started," and she knows I love supporting uh, small businesses. Uh, so she was definitely on me for a while uh, to get in there. So last week we had an awesome, another awesome guest, uh, Chanda, who's from Texas, and you know, all in with the Texas flavors. How, how would you typically describe Carolina barbecue? Uh, to a to a novice. So so the one thing that separates Carolina barbecue, in my opinion, compared to all other barbecues, is the chopped pork. Is um, mm. it's the vinegar based uh, chopped pork. Now you know Carolina does have two different styles of of um, barbecue: mustard based, vinegar based. Um, yep. We're Eastern Carolina, and we do the, we do the vinegar based. Um, I think across the board, I don't really know if there's any other states that that include the vinegar in their barbecue. Um, but when people ask and they come to the food truck, they're like, Hey, what do I, what do I have to try? What do I have to try? I say, Hey, mm-hmm. you've got to try our Carolina chop pork. Like that's the staple of North Carolina is that whole hog, you know, the whole hog barbecue, sure. um, chopping that whole hog up. Now, of course we don't do the whole hogs every weekend. We do uh, Boston butts, but it's that hickory smoke, chop pork, vinegar based. Um, that gives you a little bit of uh, you, everything's hitting your tongue. You're tasting a little bit of the pepper and the, and the vinegar. You're tasting that smoke and you're tasting some moist chopped pork. Um, mm. In my opinion, it's my favorite. It's my favorite food when it comes to barbecue. Uh, but I oh. think that's the staple of North Carolina barbecue is that Carolina chopped pork. And it's not a pulled right. pork thing. Like from in Carolina, we chop it. Yeah. No. Uh, and we include yep. everything. We don't. We don't take the fat out. None of that. We chop it all up. Mix it all together. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. Go ahead, Rod. Yeah, you, you said a couple things that I think are you you like hickory with your pork, is what I heard. Yeah. So you use hickory wood yeah. is what I quickly yeah, picked up on. I, I love the fact that you're saying it's chopped, not pulled. What and is it pepper forward like you would get with a Texas barbecue, or is it more mild on the, the pepper, not not that heavy pepper that you took typically with it's Texas? It's more mild. It's more mild. In my opinion, it's a it's a you know, some people love a ton of vinegar on their pork. When you do the vinegar, in my opinion, it's supposed to be a hint. It's not supposed mm. to be an overpowering taste when it comes to Carolina. It's supposed to be that little twang, that little twang on your tongue, mm-hmm. and then you taste the smoke and everything else. Um, some people, like I said, they have preference. So like, I want, I would, they want to soak their barbecue and in, in, in vinegar and hey, whatever floats your boat. Um, but it's supposed to be just that little kick of vinegar and then all the other flavors from from smoking it from for hours, but not heavy on the yeah. pepper. Um, mm-hmm. it's, just a little bite, but we do have a spicier version of our vinegar that people do enjoy. So that's one of the things that Rod and I have spent time trying to impress upon the folks listening to this uh, barbecue podcast is be- is that, you know, a lot of this is subjective. So, you know, Absolutely. go start with what you like All and right. then take, you know, you can take feedback and, to, and then figure out how you can make it better. Right. So, right. I, I was peeking through your Instagram, looking at some um, amazing pictures, and I noticed like the two massive pits. What kind right. of pits are those? So those are like oil tankers um, okay. that have been they were they were built in North Carolina, basically mm-hmm. just tanks. Um, they're mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many gallons they are. They can fit about about forty racks of ribs on each one. Probably I mean, about fifty. Massive. Yeah, they're massive. And uh, so, you know, that's another thing about North Carolina barbecue is that it's pit. You know, most most good barbecue, if you're eating good barbecue, is being made pit style. Um, mm-hmm. I will say uh, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that pit barbecue is what's in best interest of your health long term. 
<laughs> because <laughs> you are you're really smoking with that meat. Like when you're dealing with that pit, those pit smokers, every time you open it, man, you might as well throw your body in there because you're in, you're engulfing all that it's smoke. It's a which, big hit. It's a big yeah. hit, and it burns your eyes, it burns your nose. I had you coughing. Um, I know everyone that, that deals with pit barbecue that has experienced it. Um, but that's all we've been known to really use over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I can say in the past two years, just with the high demand in which our barbecue is, is, is bringing in this area these days, uh, we have also included a industrial smoker. Oh, um, so, so we is, do, that a, is that a water smoker? The industrial one? No, it's a, it's a wood smoker. Um, it's powered by electricity, of course, and then propane. So oh, okay. the propane lights the wood. It's called it's yep. by a company called Southern Pride. I'm sure you guys have probably okay. heard of them. Um, I have not, actually. Yeah, yeah, no. So Southern Pride, really popular, excuse me, in the barbecue world. Um, but yeah, those, those pits are what I grew mm-hmm. up on. And honestly, we yeah. started a lot smaller. Uh, we would yep. use like, we even had created our, turned our back backyard charcoal grills into pits. Um, but then my dad had, this is like our, we have two at the building right now. We've already probably went through two or three that just burned out, you know, from so much use. Wow. Sure. Um, sure. Been repaired and then you, you repair them the most you can. The bottom usually, uh, rust out and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so that, in my opinion, is the best thing to cook on if you want your barbecue to come out with flavor and having that char on it, you know, at the same time. Um, and that's those, one thing you kind of miss in that smoker. So the drum, the drum pits that you have, the, the charcoal goes, if I'm not mistaken, it goes underneath or is it all set? Completely underneath. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause, um, I, I, you know, the funny thing is, even though, I, I was talking about this last week and uh, one of the things about being from Maryland is we don't necessarily have our own style of barbecue. Yeah, we don't. Except, mm-hmm. for, except for the fact that, um, you know, uh, um, the, the, they, they cook a lot of barbecue on the same type of pit that you do. Right. Um, right. Uh, um, and, you know, open flame and, and all right. of that. But, right. you know, so that allowed me to really experience the different regions of barbecue over the years and then kind of pick up a little bit from here and there, as opposed to being marrying. So, you know, and part of me says, yeah, it's awesome to be an expert at a region because then you can say, Mm -hmm. this is what I do. And then part of me is like, you know, I I enjoy barbecue so much. I enjoy. So for me, I, and I've talked about this all the time. I've always enjoyed uh, when it comes to pulled pork, a Carolina style pulled pork, you know, I've eaten barbecue. I don't think anything over. pairs better, man. When it comes to pork yep. and that, that vinegar, yeah, I can go down and make one. I can eat one every day, man. Honestly, I'm with you. I love I'm it. with you. I love it. I, you know, I'll take that, throw it on a, you know, I'll just throw it on a plate with some coleslaw and go to right. town. Yeah. Drink yeah. strictly on that. Yeah. You, you know, know, that coleslaw on that pulled pork, that's another Carolina thing. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love it so much. Brisket, yeah. you know, I do Texas style. And then ribs tends to be. I kind of more that Memphis, uh, the Memphis style. Right. KC doesn't get much love with me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. uh, but not that I hate anything they do. But uh, yeah. you know, it's just it's just not. So now, the one thing that I've always wondered, and you're the perfect person to answer this because I love one of the reasons we started this podcast is because Rod and I have found various technologies over the years to. Uh, facilitate our barbecue and, right. um, you know, and just make things easier. Now, obviously, mm-hmm. with the pit, you're not really hooking up fans to those pits, but they're so massive mm-hmm. that once you get right. to temp, it's going to hold right. temp. But how are you guys keeping track of your foods? Are you using apps to maintain or using uh, remote thermometers or is it just all feel at this point? How, how do yeah. you guys kind of deal with some of the, uh, you know, the amount of food that you're cooking? Cause I think right. I saw one pit with about 40 butts on it. Yeah. Right. Let's be- before we get into how he's doing it, how much are you cooking on a, cause you, you do pop up, right? Like you're, yep. you announce on Facebook, Instagram, right. the truck right. is going to be here. You're, you're yeah. serving. Is it the Washington? Just so, to give you guys a background on. Yeah. Yeah. DMV um, in the DMV. Just to give you a little background on myself. Um, so I'm still fully employed during the day. 
Uh, yep. I'm a federal employee, um, full time. So, you know, this business has always been on the side and been begging for it to be, you know, it's been begging us to take it full time, which God willing, we will in the very near future. Um, so I, these days we really don't use the pits as often as we used to, um, mm-hmm. just because we have found a more productive, uh, way of doing it while keeping the food the same quality, if not better quality, in my honest opinion. Um, now I don't think there's anything better than a perfect, like perfectly cooking on a fire pit. I don't think it mm-hmm. gets any better than that. Like if you're cooking over that pit directly over that flame, no, nah, yep. that is 100% the best food you're ever going to get. But mm-hmm. you got to be a little realistic with, like I said, now, number one, in my opinion, health, like, that's the biggest thing that's always screamed out to me for my years of working on those fire pits is like, there's no way I can be breathing this stuff in this close <laughs> and expect to live a long life. days a year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and then you say that to some people in the South, they'd be like, Oh, you're being soft or, you know, but I'm, no, I'm also into health. Right. Yeah. I'm also into health and I'm woke. You know what I mean? I can't, <laughs> who cares how much money we make from barbecue if the smoke kills me. Um, hundred percent. Yeah, right. But, uh, we cook two to three days a week right now. And uh, that will be in the evenings when I get off from work. Um, uh-huh. I will spend the earlier part of the week seasoning up all the food, cook, buying the yep. food and seasoning it all up based on what yep. jobs we have. Um, can yep. only take on so much work because we have a full-time sure. jobs. Um, yep. But yep. we will do two to three pop-ups a week. And then I'll take on as many catering jobs as I can. Uh, I can always find a solution to getting the catering jobs delivered as long as I get the food ready. I have a sure. nice little team that can get stuff out for me, even some guys that can do it for me during the day while I'm at work. Uh, but right now we're cooking about two, three times a week, two, three days a week. Okay. All right. So if someone wanted, if someone said, you know what, I got a big party coming up. I can't handle it. I need you to do it. They can just hit you up on your Instagram or your Facebook page and you 100%. guys can sort of deliver yeah. that. Yeah. But when you're doing a, um, a, a pop-up where you decide, right. you know, we're going to be at this location this day, you right. announce on Instagram, Right. How much food are you actually preparing? Like, give us the, the rundown. Cause it, huh? Yeah, that's the hardest part. Is you, <laughs> you never, you never really know how much to make, right? So, in yeah. our beginning stages of the food truck and our pop up, we had we had a pop up tent that we would do before the food truck. Um, we would just go buy the food, make it, and say, "Hey, we hope we sell out." And right. um, majority of the time, actually, like one hundred percent of the time, we would sell out. And then eventually, over the months. I'd like, we can't sell out. If we sell out, we're not making as much money as we can make. So let's try right. to bring more food, more food than needed. Um, but the problem, money, right? Right. But the, but this is the thing. The problem back then was we weren't consistent. We weren't working week to week to week. We were still trying uh-huh. to get our feet wet, figure it out. So when you're not working week to week, you can't really you bring don't want a lot of leftovers. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to have all those leftovers now. Now that we're a few years in, well, we're, we're years in when it comes to the barbecue, but when we're into like talking a weekly business, we're about mm-hmm. four years into that now. And we get regulars as well now, right? Yeah. We have, a, we have a small cult in my opinion, man. And that's, that's the, could, that's the killer, man. That's, that's yeah. the difference maker in a business is Absolutely. if you're inconsistent, you don't have people who are showing up each week. Now people Absolutely. are like, they're looking on your page. They know where right. you're going to be. They're right. going to get their little hit right. on the weekend. And so. they get mad, man. They, it's crazy how people <laughs> get over food. Like, <laughs> when, when y'all going to post y'all schedule, man? Like, what, this is crazy. I can't figure out where y'all at. So we try our That's best awesome. to stay consistent. We had a little hiccup um, in recent time. I just recently lost my mother. Um, and she was battling. Thank you. She was battling stage four cancer for two years. So, for two years, we were really inconsistent and we weren't putting right. it out there as to why. Um, sure, and, sure. and I know we lost some people during that time frame, but it is what it is. We had to take care of her, it, her first. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I already know on the back end, you know, the blessings are coming and they already are showing, you know, she yeah. passed about two months ago now right. and I picked the business back up right after. And it's, it's just slowly picking back up. Well, I mean, and, and she Saturday, loves the business too. She oh, was a she big help. It. for yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah. She was the other half of the business. My dad and I did a lot of work, but my mom was was the other half um, of all the all the little things that you don't want to do. Us guys don't want to do. We don't. We like to cook and we like to see people eat our food. Um, right. But when it came to the admin side and just handling all the little stuff, all the way down yeah. to shopping, et cetera, she did that stuff. But yeah. this past weekend, we had a pop up in Germantown, just random pop up in a parking lot, and. Um, Probably about 10 minutes into the pop-up, it started downpouring. 
And oh, I'm yeah, pissed. that's right. Um, oh, yeah, yeah I was pissed. there for that. I, we had big rain, too. Yeah, I'm pissed, man. And I'm because I care a lot about this business just in general. And, and nothing's working when you work really hard to make the food. And you're like, man, this food's about to go to waste. Or or they're not going to get it in its best quality. Right, um, right. So I'm like, dang, I'm already like, dang, dang, you know, cursing a little bit. Well, it's not supposed to rain for two more hours. Lo and behold, man, not one person left the line. And not wow. only didn't one person leave the line, the line got longer. And for two and a wow. half hours, we had a line until we sold out. And the I'm talking about pouring monsoon rain. I was like, oh, I wish man. I had a videographer, you know, for people to, to see this. I tried to take some videos, but I didn't want to be rude and have the people in the, in the line seeing me videotape them in the rain. Right, um, right. But I did capture a little <laughs> bit of it. Um, That's great. Yeah, so the issue, back to your original question, when it comes to knowing how much to prep. These days, I try to overcook because I'm, I'm going to consistently have pop-ups week to week. And we try to manage the food the best we can. You know, once you once you make the barbecue, we, we can't cook on our truck. It's just not a food truck where you're going to no, come yeah, up. You have food. a more of a serve, yeah. service truck service. as opposed to a right. cooking truck. Yeah. So the, when you're getting our food, it's already been warmed. Other than the chicken, I do chicken day of, and I bring that chicken fresh out of the smoker to the pop-up because I'm not a big fan of reheating chicken. Yeah. But when it comes to the pork and the ribs and all that, that's cooked one day prior. But when you're getting it, it's already it's already been warm twice now, which you know? is amazing, right? Because, yeah. like I said, everything I had ordered was full flavored, and there was no signs of that it was reheated, reheated right. uh, which is awesome. And it's something that it, it, the the funny thing is, a lot of times, um, I will I have friends who like I'll you know, post some barbecue that I make right. and then I'll say, Hey, there's no way my family's going to eat all this. Hey, come pick some up, come pick right, some up. Right. But the thing that I want to know is a, obviously does it taste good, but B, how well did it reheat? Right. Right. Because, right. you know, you know, I've done a ton of tailgating and my mindset has always been, sometimes I got to be able to prepare something ahead right. of this ahead of time so that, on the day of, I can just reheat it, keep everything else moving. Right. And uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of amazing um, and all oh, awesome or that you guys have, you know, kind of find, found the same uh, way forward. Right. So, yeah, one thing that we found was uh, we had to reheat. We had to do briskets uh, a day before. Yeah. Uh, for some reason. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> and we found yeah. that reheating it in a sous vide. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it honestly came out, and it seemed like a brisket like, that we just cooked, and it seemed like it added more smoke. So, yeah. um, even it at the beginning incredible. of the year, I offered to uh, cater um, my godson's uh, 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 game, the game that he mm-hmm. they wanted the, the commander's game. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Told so on the new truck. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I was uh-huh. able to use it in the sous vide, and Rod was like the test because just two weeks before we had did a brisket and reheated in the sous vide, and when he was like, "Yo, right. this is amazing," that kind of solidified as okay, yeah. I can plug the sous vide in and drive with yeah. it in in the back of the truck, and it came out, you know, with the uh, actually the pulled pork, yeah, the pulled pork I did. So that's that's amazing. And then, so how do you guys reheat your pulled pork and still keep it with all the flavor and the right. uh, you don't have to give so away you all gotta, your secrets. No, these aren't secrets. This is stuff that can help people, man. The secret is in the, is in the cooking and in the seasoning and the prepping. We'll get to that later. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so the reheating process has been a process that it took time to figure out how to perfect it. But it really starts with when you're making the food. So oh, okay. like when I'm, when I'm chopping the pork up, I'm always sure to not only like do I put a good amount of vinegar in there, um, but I also pour, when I bring the pork shoulders out, a lot of times, of course, they're falling off the bone and they're in a puddle of, of the juices that, you know, was sitting in while smoking. So I do, mm-hmm. you know, when we smoke the shoulders about four to five hours uncovered and another about three hours with them wrapped in tinfoil. So that mm-hmm. tinfoil and I always keep the fat side, um, up so that it, the fat is dripping down onto the meat. So when we take, yeah. And so when we take these pork shoulders out, they're full of the tempo at the bottoms is full of liquid, some really flavorful liquid. Man. And I've mm. been trying to find some new things to do with, honestly, um, almost like a broth, like a pork shoulder broth. Sure. Awesome, sure. But broth, right. So after I chop up the pork, 
it's already pretty juicy because uh, it's a lot of fat mixed in there. Very fatty. I, yep. I, mm-hmm. Yeah. Throw in that vinegar. And then I also take about half of that tinfoil of that, of that broth and I pour it back into the pork. So now at the bottom of the pork, you got a nice little, little, uh, probably about an inch and a half of liquid. Right. So that helps extremely when warming the pork up the next day or two days later. You want to make, it's just like anything else you put in the oven, you want to keep it moist, you know, just yeah. add some water to the bottom of the pan. Well, this now is being warmed up with the vinegar and the juices from it smoking in the bottom of the chopped pork. So we warm it up and then as it gets pretty hot, you don't, you don't actually need it to get that hot because the, the liquid in the bottom starts boiling a little bit. And uh-huh. then I just take it out and I just mix it. And that really heats everything up. I take it from there and I throw it in one of our warmers. Now, a warmer that doesn't have heat. Just one of those yeah. natural warmers that you close and it keeps food warm. So um, like a Cambro. So, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what yep. it is. Um, yeah, I have so, I have a couple of them. <laughs> all right. So we warm the food up in one of our, we have a meat locker smoker. Okay, um, yep. Yeah, so it's pretty, probably about six feet tall, maybe a little taller than that. Has about seven, eight racks in it. That we can, yep. we used to use it to smoke a lot of food, but that we outgrew it. So now we just use it as a warmer. Um, it has yep. propane hooked up to it, flame that comes from the bottom. I'll yep. layer, you know, in the morning, in the beginning, on a Saturday morning, we have a pop up. I warm up the pork first because the pork is the easiest to warm up and it's, it's going to last the longest and stay warm because it's sitting in that liquid, right? Yeah. So you throw it yep. and then you throw it in those warmers, it's going to stay warm. After that, I go to the ribs. The ribs are the, the trickiest when warming up because if you overwarm them up, you're ruining them. Yep. As you guys know. So when yep. I cook the ribs, I try to take the ribs out uh, about maybe 45 minutes, almost to an hour sooner than you would. Yep. Right. And now it makes it a little tough sometimes when it comes to cutting the ribs. Um, but when we when we're prepping for a job that's a few days later or a day later, you don't want those yep. ribs falling off the bone right there when you're cutting them the day before. That's how you want them when you're eating them, right? You never really want them falling off the bone. You want them ripping off the bone. But so when we I'll, t- I'll, I'll interject real quick because the first thing I do when I grab anybody's rib is I give it the test. Mm-hmm. And I took one of the rib bones out and I bit in the middle of the bone mm-hmm. and lo and behold, pulled away, had right. my teeth marks in the rib, <laughs> rest of the meat stayed on the bone. I was like, these yeah. guys get it. These right. guys get it. And it's hard. And I know it's hard because when you got ribs sitting in a warmer, they're Mm -hmm. still cooking. And Mm -hmm. so that, you know, now you're breaking down the fibers more. But at least when I got there, I got what I was hoping to get, which was a really solid rib. Great news, man. I'm happy, very happy to hear that. The ribs are stressful. Um, Yeah, I can see that for sure. Yeah, they're stressful because it's like, you know, you want to no rib tastes as good as when it does fresh off that smoke or fresh off the grill. Reheat and what I don't care what anyone says, like reheated is just a little bit less quality. Um, I can say like the pork in my opinion, reheated, I think it tastes better a lot of times. A lot even the chicken sometimes, even though I'm not a big fan of reheating it, the way that the smokes uh sinks in after you've had it in the fridge for a day or yeah. two. And then it always ta- yep. has, yeah, it always has that stronger smoke taste uh I agree. From, the, from the refrigerator. But yeah, with the ribs, I try to take them off a little early. Um, a trick that I've recently uh, implemented with the ribs that I'm sure you guys have done before and it's new for my entire family because my dad never did it was I started to take the ribs out and when we wrap them in between just the midway of smoking I've been throwing mm-hmm. butter um, throwing butter on top of the ribs I uh, started doing that a few months ago and oh my goodness has it yep. been a game changer when it comes to the yeah. taste uh, but That's also the- it gives you that, that liquid in the bottom of that tinfoil too Exactly um, right. That it helps with that moisture, with yep, making to it break tender. It yep. Right, break yep. it down. Hundred percent. So, yeah. Right, but butter One is the, only going to give you flavor. So the, the butter gives you flavor from the fat, and mm-hmm. it also adds the moisture into the foil to help steam mm-hmm. it. Uh, yeah, exactly. that's one of the yeah big tips we've been giving mm-hmm. folks over since we started the podcast is to right. add a little butter and some more seasoning right. on top of that butter, right. and then right. wrap it. Right. Um, so but I, the other. The other thing is we tell people is that, that, you know, don't go with that whole five, three, one nonsense. No. I was like, you got to learn your right. smoker. Right. You know? exactly. <laughs> and, and, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So I have a whole process. I cooked the, por- I cooked the ribs and the pork shoulders together. Um, mm. started like five, you know, I texted you the other day. It had been in there since five 30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I throw the pork mm-hmm. shoulders in the ribs in. start them at about two fifty on the smoker. You know, I don't like really smoking the ribs at that high of a temperature, but, uh, I smoked them a little bit of a shorter time frame. Mm-hmm. after about five hours, they cut the ribs come out. Um, and then I turn that smoker up to the highest it can go, which is three twenty five. Um, get you a bark the, on the pork shoulders. Pork shoulders smoke the rest of the way. Take those out after about five hours. Wrap them. Put them back in for about three hours. And man, when those things come out, they're literally you open the tin foil and they're just they're just falling apart, yeah. falling right off the bone. Um, so you guys yeah, are doing a bit of a hot and fast smoke then, uh, for yeah. the most part, right? Yeah, which I think makes sense. And that's one of the things I've always so the couple of you know when I'm trying to think of logistics on how I would do a food truck and how I would reheat and keep food and maintain temp. And I'm just like, you know, to me, I'd probably do brisket um, much like I did the tailgate word brisket. I would cook all the way through and then take it off that day. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's going hot until it's gone. And then ribs and pulled pork, I would probably um, Mm pre-cook and then reheat much like you guys are doing Uh, and there, so that you know, it's the logistics the is, uh, yeah, chicken only usually I, you know, two hour smoke. I did some jerk, uh, smoked chicken this weekend, came out phenomenal, but uh, yeah, about two, I'm two waiting hours. for that invite, man. And you know, we're gonna have to man, hop on the grill together, man. Sooner yeah, we're going, we're definitely going to do something where we, you know, you come up here and uh, because I have a, a Stumps XL baby, so that's a oh, nice. that's big. Um, okay. you know, for folks that knew you get to try that, one of our late quarters. Uh, yeah, uh, yep. I grabbed, yeah. uh, I grabbed everything, everything. Okay. Okay. The only thing I didn't really get into was the dessert. Cause I, you know, I got to watch my weight. Oh yeah. We so, don't have any, we don't have any dessert anyway. So what everything else I tasted, the mac and cheese was really good. Uh, yeah. But the, uh, but the stumps, because it's kind of like that gun safe smoker. So I, right. you know, I can get quite right. a bit of food on there. So yeah, right. we definitely going to do something where you, know, down, you come up man. here and, Come come hang out and uh let's do the thing and uh, uh see what's what. So before before Rod derailed my my original question, <laughs> um, but you know it was a good topic, so I'm glad he did. But I I wanted to get back to maintaining temp and checking temp right. and how what what technology. I mean, are you guys going low tech on that typical right. food thermometers? You guys right. using the new fancy dancy remote meters or yeah. how, how are you guys uh, doing that? So. Honestly, man, when it came to those tankers, you know, it was no temperature checking anything. It's just years of experience and knowing when that food, when it's time for that food to come off. Um, another big thing about when we were using those pit smokers is when it comes to our pork, um, we always utilize, this is a trick for anyone to take and use themselves. Uh, we utilize the oven after. So, um, after you we, the smoke and wrap, go to the right, oven. right, right. So we utilize, the oven for our, our pork shoulders and our ribs. And this is prior to us having our, our industrial smoker, which can act mm-hmm. like a huge oven, rotisserie sure. oven when you need it to be. Um, yep. So we never really worried about it. Like we, you know, just the years of experience, we knew the food was done. Uh, and we know the food is done, especially mm-hmm. when you're taking out of the smoker, out of, off the pit smoker and put it in the oven. I mean, it's, there's no question. Um, and when it comes to the chicken, the chicken is just, it was literally just off of our, of our common knowledge, uh, how yeah. it looks when you're picking it up, et cetera. But yeah. today, now that we're using the, the industrial smoker, um, I just use 
simple meat thermometer. Um, I'll check it along the way. I know what temperatures I like for my meats to come off of. That's probably what I won't share. Uh, mm-hmm. Because I think, I mean, of course, in person, for sure. But like when it comes to the chicken and the ribs, what temperature I like to take it out exactly at for that food to be coming off the bone, how it's supposed to. Um, so after hours into smoking, I'll go out there and I'll stick it. I'll check, I'll test every layer of the smoker, one piece of meat, the biggest piece of meat, um, sure. to give me a, to give me a good read, um, digital, digital gauge. Um, and then like when it comes to our turkeys and stuff, we have the smoke, like during, you know, the smoke, the, the turkeys are really delicate. Um, don't yeah. want to mess those up cause those are for people's Thanksgiving. So we have yeah. a digital thermometers that actually stick on top of the smoker on top of the pit um yeah. it has a long long wire of course it goes into the meat and it can okay. sit on top and give you the temperature the whole way flashes different colors as it starts to um get close is to that the right. uh digi i'm not sure the name of the brand we've had these for years we, now Got send, send it to me later because if I will. yeah send it to me later because folks are interested in what you know Watch what it. what we're using yeah. um, we'll do Go ahead, Rod. Yeah, Chris. I'm going to derail you again. So no, it's work. okay. Rod's so extremely I, excited because I'm always been like, I'm not putting nothing in the oven, but I know it. Uh, I'm a fan of what you just said. It's the yeah. It's you've already got all the smoke in there. You're yeah. wrapping it. It will get no right. more smoke now that you've wrapped it. Right. right. It's absolutely fine to go to your but oven. I have the luxury of having this big smoker for a backyard right. guy. You right. know what I mean? So, so we, the only reason we use the oven was a seamless process. So we. Yeah, we get it off the grill. We can get more on the grill. We get those into the oven, and the oven is a key yeah. code. I mean, that thing it comes out the oven. As long as you don't overcook it, the oven is a blessing when it comes right. to barbecue. So, <laughs> and I get where you're coming from because we don't put anything in the oven now that we got the big smoker. It just goes. Yeah, back you don't have smoker. to. Yeah, yeah, but but that's not to say when it comes to logistics and you know trying to figure out how to put on. We do you know big parties and right. big events often enough where it's like hey we need to you know make some moves utilize here mm-hmm. uh and utilize and my buddy um had uh last year, last summer he had a, a graduation party and he wanted me to smoke a hundred chicken quarters you know what mm-hmm. i mean so that required yeah. some finessing and figuring of out course. timing and all that stuff you know what i mean thankfully everything came out perfectly yeah. um so how how does one make the decision like you know what we're going to pull the trigger and start this food truck because I'm sure there's got to be at least right. you know a hundred people listening that's like you know right. thinking like God I just want to do my own food truck right. I, and I right. love the aspect that you're doing where it's a weekend thing because right. that's something that you know I, I I'm pretty content in my job I like what I do for a living right. Right. Um, working in IT and in uh, in, in software. And so, but, you know, I have my hobbies and definitely barbecue is one right. of them. So how, how was, what was the final straw to say, we're going to go find a truck? So I, I had recently graduated from college uh, at Towson University uh, and came home and throughout my, like I said, since I was a kid all the way till 2014, 15, uh, I graduated, actually I graduated a couple years early. So we're a few years out of college, but I had seen my dad's still hustling and bustling and doing it the way he had did it since I was a kid. And now I'm a little more educated. I'm, I'm aware of the world, social media, et cetera. And I know how, I know how much the food is loved. Like, I mean, my dad's very popular in this area because of his food. Um, and I know, and I know, I knew how bad I wanted the masses to experience it. Right. But at the same time, I also knew my dad's not going to quit his job to do this full time. Uh, I'm not going to quit my job or, or begin, beginning in my career to do this full time because even at that time I didn't know how much I loved it um, mm. because I knew I had a I had a passion for it but I just never had taken it on business wise. I would help my dad a lot in life but I had never actually given a ton of my time to the barbecue. Um, but my sister uh, Nicole and and my dad and myself and my mom we came together and we told my dad we're like dad like you should open a food truck like a food truck can be what you're doing right now except it's going to be more feasible um also maybe trying not to work out of the house you know when we're doing these jobs since i was a kid all the way up till i was an adult out of college my dad was still hustling out of the backyard with his two three backyard smokers um utilizing the kitchen in the house and of course this was not official business this stuff that he was just doing on the side for other people sure yep so but 
he would have to turn down so much work because he couldn't handle the demand working out of the house. So right. and, and he would just do it when he'd want to make some side money and stuff like that. Um, but my sister and I came to him with the approach of like, yo, you should open a food truck. And he also had always wanted a food truck as well. He spoke about oh. it a lot of times. But it really took my sister and I and my mom and all of us coming together and saying we would all commit to mm-hmm. working uh, for it to actually get the ball rolling. So at that time, actually, when we decided we were going to open a food truck, I knew we didn't really have the funds at the time. But I also knew, you know, let's let's try to get more people knowing about this food compared to like mm-hmm. how it was word of mouth. And sure. I came up with the idea of the pop-up tent. Right. Um, and uh, a good friend of mine, he owns Cedar Grove Beer Store. Um, it's off of Route 27 on your way to Damascus. Okay. It's a uh-huh. historic building. Um, really popular. One of the top beer stores in the county connected to a gas station. I reached out to him. I was like, hey, man, my family and I were trying to get our barbecue off the ground. We're hoping to open a food truck. But I was wondering in the meantime, if you would allow me to or my family to pop up outside of your store on the weekend. And he was like, yeah. man, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, let's make it happen. Phenomenal. So, yeah. So we started. And a brilliant idea, too. Right. Thank you. Thank you. And we started hustling heavy out of the, out of the kitchen at home. Um, and started promoting it on Facebook. You know, I never I didn't know much at that time about promoting business on the internet. I just started putting on my personal page and sharing it amongst um, all of my family members' pages. But everyone knew us for the barbecue. If you know my family, you know that we know how to throw down on the grill. Mm-hmm. So when we put it out there, man, the first couple pop-ups, man, it was it was crazy how many people came out. Just showing that, that, that community love and also coming to get the food that they know they've had before. Sure. Um, so we started having the pop-up tents. The pop-up tent grew from Cedar Grove and started, we started getting booked for other events because um, we started mm-hmm. social media. Starting on mm-hmm. social media for your business really starts making people approach you as a business. Um, sure. So we started getting reached out to like Oktoberfest, um, beer festival, stuff like that. And we were hustling out of those, out of that tent, man. And then what I can tell you is if you can figure if you can find a way to hustle out of the tent, when you get a food truck, it's like heaven. Piece of cake. I mean, yeah, we were hustling out of a tent trying to keep barbecue warm in pans with sternos, you right. know, and trying to and keep rough. the food quality. And then stuff's running out and we need to get it warmed up fast. We're using our, our locker smoker to try to get sure. stuff warmed up fast. But it's not warming up fast enough. And then if you warm it up too fast, close to that you heat, you're messing up the quality of the meat. Yep. Uh, so that tent became a headache, but we figured out how to run that tent perfectly. Um, so when we got the food truck, it was just, it was just on and popping from there. Um, so, so we kept, go yeah, go ahead. Finish your thought. I was going to say, we just kept hustling out of the tent. Uh, so it got to the point where we, we had, uh, saved up money and then my dad took personal funds as well and combined mm. it with money we were making. And he wanted to purchase actually a kinder care bus. I, I, so, I, uh, yeah. I thought it was a bus, but yeah. I was like, Okay, so because yeah. my next question to you was, what features were you looking for in a vehicle, right. either to know that you could convert it into something to right. serve barbecue, or was already set up for for right. doing barbecue? So, to, so yeah, yeah, go ahead and expound on that a little bit on so, what yeah, you so found and why you decided on it. Family friend of ours hit us up. His wife worked at the daycare. He's like, yeah, we're we're getting rid of they're getting rid of some of these buses for a really low price. Uh, thought maybe you guys would be interested for converting it to a food truck. Um, and my dad went back and forth with him, went to go see the bus and it was a really, really good price. Um, and we went ahead and grabbed it. When we grabbed the bus, we probably had the bus for about a year before it ever even got touched, um, to be converted into a food truck. But when I tell you that we got it out of quote unquote, the mud, you know, getting this, getting this business started from the tent. From the tent, well, honestly, we'll go all, let's go all the way back from my dad just doing cookouts and graduation parties, just like you do, exactly what you do. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. He was doing that since I was a, a very young kid. And to the pop-up tent, to the kinder care bus, because um, I'm like, kinder care bus? You know, like, what? Like, and when I envisioned the food truck, I thought we were always going to go get your typical UPS style, you know, truck. Right. Um, With the openings, yeah. Right. 
But and then from from grabbing that truck to hustling and and working and saving money, and my dad also taking his personal funds and putting it into the business. Um, we just then found through you know we know a lot of people out here. We found a guy that builds food trucks for a living. Okay, so so you did have you did end up hiring somebody to help convert yeah, it, yeah, in, into so the, into the food truck. In, okay, yeah, Northern Virginia a guy who who did it full time, I believe, and also did it on the side. We handed it off to him. He had it for about five, six months, and he did all that work in the parking lot of his apartment complex. Oh, he wow. That out there. Yeah. And when I tell you, man, if you, I, of course, if you ever come, you can come onto the food truck and look and see how professional, how professional. It looked great. Uh, I mean, I peeked inside yeah. to see you guys had the, like the warmer set up. Yeah. You had like the nice counter set up where you could, mm-hmm. you know, and then you had, of course, you had a second vehicle to help transport supplies. Right, right. Um, and so that I think all of that too. Yeah, so yeah, yeah man, it's it's, not... uh, it was a real get it out the mud situation. And we got all this, we, we got the truck for the low. We got the work done at the lowest rate. Uh, but right. through, it was still quality at the end of the day. Um, yeah. He yeah. is making a dream come true. Absolutely. You, you guys Absolutely. had a dream, had a vision. Yeah. And you, right. you graduated from. Right. Uh, I'll say the tent because uh, I think your dad was doing a lot of stuff with just love, a passion for just the love. food. Yeah. And then now he's he's been able to work with you and your sister to turn it into a family business. Right. So and, what do you what do you end up plugging that generator in, uh, into the generator? Because you had a massive generator out there. Yeah. And often when, I, when we stepped our tailgating up, we always tried to find ways to step up our tailgate. So right. we were bringing satellite dishes out, um, right. hooking up TVs and all that stuff. And then but the, probably one of the biggest game changers is when we switched to uh, using a, a, a small generator. So right, what, do, what right. do you end up uh, plugging into that thing? So we have, first off, a refrigerator um, that takes you know a lot of power. Uh, the refrigerator, uh, we have a, a warmer that holds about seven pans, um, okay. adjustable warmer. You can adjust the heat and adjust the humidity. And then we have steam trays um, mm. that also we, we keep our... We, we have three steam trays and on there, two of our hot sides, I'm sorry, one of our hot sides and then our, one of two of our meats, always our chopped pork and always one of our, either our leg quarters or our chopped chicken. Um, and then on top of everything outside of that is the microwave that we have to utilize sometimes. Um, and then of course our merchant system uh, plugs into it as well. And then we've had all the way down to like TV on there, watching the games during pop up sure. stuff like that always comes in handy for those things as well. Um, but yeah, man. And then another piece of advice that I'll give anybody that's listening is uh, it's not cheap, but when you can get a quiet generator at earliest convenience, because we had a cheaper generator in the beginning and that thing was loud. Uh, and no when you're going in, yeah, but when you're going to go do certain events, sometimes you're ruining the entire event because you got this loud generator. Right, and you right. You want to be yeah. close to the event because the closer you are to the event, the better for your business and and right. feeding the people. Uh, but it was a game changer when we moved over to a quiet generator, and, and it's not silent. It's not a silent generator. No, no. But it was, you could definitely hold a conversation yeah. while it was running. Absolutely, which is the point. absolutely. Yeah. Slap some Tesla power walls there, you'd be good to go. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I think that's one of the cool things about my truck is that I have a truck full of outlets. So, you know, I could right, offset right. some of the power required. Right. So let me ask you this, because um, obviously you've had to adapt your barbecue uh, from what you would do for a typical cookout at home to being in the, uh, you know, and to catering and, and, and selling. But, you know, for the home barbecue uh, guys, you, you have some tips you can impart on them to kind of, you know, help them step their game up when it comes Absolutely. to making good uh, chopped pork and stuff. Absolutely. So, my number one tip for anyone in life in general for anything, um, is YouTube. YouTube. I I like to say YouTube University. Uh, it's it's helped me in a lot of different areas of life. Uh, but especially when it comes to business. Uh, but especially when it comes to barbecue. Uh, utilize YouTube, you know, don't be, don't be afraid to hop on the internet and take others advice, tips, et cetera. Um, because that's been a game changer for me at home, which is my number one place. My, my favorite place to, to cook out is at home. Um, I love having gatherings and having people over and I've utilized YouTube for a lot of different things that I was, uh, 
praise for that I kept to myself that I got from YouTube. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, and um, secondly would be, you know, get, get creative. Uh, you know, even if you may be taking some tips from YouTube, like utilize your own ideas of what flavors you want to try at home. That's what makes it fun. Uh, I know a lot of times I've had plenty of times at home that I failed. Um, but that's the fun in it. It's like you fail a couple of times. But when you when when you succeed, nobody can tell you anything in the house that day. I'm the man. No, <laughs> I don't care right. what you say. <laughs> Peacock like, all you, you're going, the house. Hey, come taste this right now. Come, you know, <laughs> and getting people to enjoy it. Uh, but be creative. Um, but most importantly, when it comes to barbecue and really good barbecue, uh, you got to be patient. Patience is, uh-huh. is key. Uh, that's a big thing for a lot of new guys. All my friends call me and I know just like they do you guys when they're cooking barbecue <laughs> and they're not familiar with it. Hey, all right. So I just did this. Now what do I do? Yeah. Well, the first thing you need to do is stop opening the grill. <laughs> stop <laughs> opening the grill. Leave it alone for a little while. Um, but looking, it ain't cooking. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So be patient. Trust the process of barbecue. It's a, it's a process for sure. Um, but there's, there's a lot of, for me, the process is beautiful because I find a lot of peace in it. It's something about being next to that perfect. It's an art. It's most certainly an art, but there's a lot of peace in that being next to that smoker and that smoke just churn out and that smell and all of it all in one on a beautiful day. I'm getting goosebumps. Like that's how, that's how you know it's real. (laughs) Like I really enjoy that. Um, So just enjoy the process. Be patient and enjoy the process. Uh, Because once you you learn it, it's like riding a bike. I, I don't know if we stress enough, Rod, uh, telling people to be patient when it comes to learning barbecue. Because all, you know, we do find folks that get frustrated. They're trying to, you know, they've taken on their first brisket. And they, you know, even yourself, Rod, when you started trying to, uh, started doing briskets and you just your first couple ones, would, uh, you were not happy with them. Nope. You know, and I was just like, keep going. You gotta, You're not doing it. Not doing anything different. You got to a couple, right. couple thousand dollars of the meat before you, right. like, it's like, right. it's like golf, right? So, All right. yeah. Yo, yep, so do you know where you're at this weekend? Yes. Yeah, so we have three pop-ups this weekend. Actually, two now. One was canceled. Um, they're calling for rain this entire weekend. Uh, yeah, so we were supposed to be at Wind Ridge Winery Friday night. Reached out to them, told them, hey, if it stays in the forecast, we will not be there. So they just decided to go ahead and cancel. Um, Saturday, we will be at Mount Airy Fairgrounds uh, okay. for... Yeah. Mount Airy Lions Club yard sale slash like flea market. Uh, we did this event last year. It was booming, uh, sold out, nice. brought a ton of food and sold out. Uh, also, it was a really good place to come and find some stuff that you might want to buy outside of barbecue. <laughs> Excuse me. It's a really big event at uh, Mount Airy. Yeah. And then uh, Sunday, we will be at Maryland Soccer Plex. There is a high school rugby tournament going on from Friday okay. to Sunday. They wanted us to be there the whole weekend, but that, that's like 30,000 people. So, right. you know, I, I try to be smart with what we take on. Um, right. And I know that Sunday is less people because it's championship Sunday. So and there'll be some right. other food trucks out there, too. Um, yep. But, yeah, so Saturday, Mount Airy, Sunday, uh, Germantown, Soccer Plex. And then nice. we have a catering job as well this weekend. Very cool. Listen, man, I, I, again, thank you so much for coming on here. I definitely want, want, you know, would love for you to come back so we can, you know, delve into the specific topics a little bit deeper. Like, you know, like when you do an event like that, how do you, you know, what is your goal and stuff like that? And, uh, yeah, we down to the home cook who's doing a big cookout for their friends and being successful. So, but anyway, that's for another topic. Um. So, so tell them how to where where you're located on uh on uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram. So we're located at Bank. Sure. I was gonna say I put links for. Everything. You did. Yeah, okay. I, I, got, I got your Facebook page, Perfect. your ordering page, your My Instagram man. page. I got all your Perfect. links. You're already hooked up. But definitely tell them. I mean, they can definitely hit you at. Uh, oh yeah. We're Instagram at, is probably the easiest one. IG, yeah, that's our most popular. I don't know. Facebook's head and head with that. Younger people, Instagram, older people, Facebook. But we're on um, Instagram at at Bangin B A N G I N B B Q, and the same on Facebook Bangin B A N G I N space B B Q. So you can find us there. You ever want any? 
Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not going to take any credit for the name. My dad came up with the name. Um, Makes when sense. he originally came up with it, I was like, no, nah, I don't like that, man. I'm not feeling that. Um, but it, sooner or later, it just stuck. I wanted it to be called Carolina Q. Um, but Bangin', was, it's my dad that started it. He came up with the name, Respect. So uh, we went with Bangin' Barbecue. Yeah. Props like, to him. Keep the care bus, so let's roll with what I said. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> that's pretty much what it was. No, banging barbecue it is. Yes, sir. Before I get off here, though, I do want to like pay tribute to my dad. He, you know, he instilled all this stuff into me, not only the barbecue, but the hustle. Right. My dad is a real hustler. He does HVAC as well. Um, barbecue, oh, okay. full-time job. So he really, really, you know, passed the torch down to me and uh, opened the doors for me to, to be successful in the barbecue world. And he still helps me. Um, he just recently stepped away after my mom's passing. So he's been in it sure. for 30 plus years, all the way up until right. now. I just want to give him his flowers on here as well. Uh, Word I mean, up, man. Literally, without, without, you know, him being who he was in my life, I wouldn't be able to do this. So he's put me in a position to win. That's fantastic, man. I love I love supporting family businesses. I love supporting small businesses. So, yeah, we're going to definitely keep going with that. Um, Rod, you got anything else? Nope. I think we can uh, we can call this a wrap, sir. All right, folks. Thank you so much for supporting our show. Uh, you know, we've got a couple orders out already for our new barbecue and tech butcher block if you're interested that one uh, we are custom making to order so you have to hit us up directly whether it be on twitter on uh instagram uh, instagram um yeah just just hit us up directly and uh, I'll, I'll reach out to you and uh wrap with you about uh, building you one of those um awesome. if you want to support the show uh directly you can go to patreon.com forward slash uh barbecue and tech but by all means please keep tweeting out the show keep giving us comments and um tips and stuff in our uh discord we love all of that okay and, uh, it was fantastic to have you thank you so much yes, uh, it was great you. being here i greatly appreciate you guys and i look forward to coming back on some time in the future word up all right we out peace, peace.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.